Welcome to episode 43 of the Pinnacle Leadership Advancement Podcast. In this episode, Jake and I have a discussion about uh, planning for the future, coaching for the future, leading for the future. Uh, many times we don't take enough time to uh, consider what is uh, coming. Uh, some things are inevitable, some things are planned. Uh, but just how how are we preparing for the future state in our lives, our organizations, our communities? Uh, I think you'll enjoy this one. Uh, sit back, uh, relax, and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Pinnacle Leadership Advancement Podcast. Uh, Chad Albert here with my good buddy, Jake. How's it going, Jake? Hey, it's going good, Chad. Good to be here. So we, we kind of came up with something special for this episode as we were contemplating like we do. What what are we going to put in another episode? Do we have something for the listener? And um, we, we both have some different situations that have come up in life recently, some things we're contemplating. And um, what what has come up is kind of preparing for the future state uh, as it would be. And, and to just set the stage right, I, I'm also a, a, a football coach for a high school team. And we've, we've just, uh, you know, as we record this just a few days prior, uh, completed our, our season. And it came up for me as we we're reflecting on that, how, you know, the, the seniors in high school, they just, at the end of this game is very, very competitive game. And unfortunately at the end um, of my team, they lost, but within the last four minutes of the game, the other team had control of the ball and the seniors on that team just watched their football career uh, just vanish before their eyes. Uh, it, it was over uh, just like that and nothing they could really do to control it. And so through that experience, it, it created me to reflect on how well as a coach had I prepared these young men for the inevitability that their football career, their high school football career, uh, maybe some of them go on, uh, we never know, uh, but but their high school football career was going to come to an end. And and did I do enough to prepare them for that? You know, it's inevitable. It's going to, whether they win or lose, right? It's it's going to come to an end. And so we, we were, we're just talking through uh, and, and we're going to kind of con continue that discussion here. It's going to be a little freestyle and see where it goes, but it's really as leaders, as parents, as coaches, um, how do we prepare for the future state? Do we do we spend enough time on the inevitability that, uh, you know, taking it to the extreme that we will die? Uh, this is inevitable. We can't we can't change it. Uh, the the immortal pill has not, as I've uh, come to know it, yet been discovered. So we, you know, that that's to the extreme. But but even in any project or situation in in business, we have a project. It's going to come to an end. Uh, do we prepare for that mentally? Like how, how do we prepare for that? Um, so that that kind of sets the stage. Jake, anything you want to you know dive in with? And continue? yeah, yeah. Um, you you mentioned death, and their life is full of sort of many deaths in our journey along the way. Um, whether it's or I guess I could say transition, um, and that is something as coaches that we. We focus on because those are really important kind of life uh, occurrences. So getting married, having children is probably one, transitioning from college to professional life, maybe even high school to college. Um, retiring is a huge one. And we see coaches specifically specialize in, hey, 
I will, I help you transition from working full time to uh, being living retired. Right. And so certainly as coaches, that's something that we come across with, but, but life just hand hands us a number of transitions along our journey. And um, I think what I'm hearing you talk about Chad is that how, how much have we really given thought to those transitions? How are we thinking about them? Um, and it reminded me as, as you were talking about, uh, I don't remember the details of the interview, but an, an Olympian was being interviewed and talking about the disappointment, really the most kind of empty they had felt was after winning the gold medal. So it's this pinnacle achievement, but so much of their life is devoted to thinking about improving in their performance, actually practicing all, all of their life, what they eat, right? I mean, so much detail goes into, now they've got this pinnacle achievement, the gold medal, now what? And just this emptiness of like, now what? Like, it's really hard to do it again. Like, if you're not Michael Phelps, you know, it's really hard to do it in another four years. So like, what do you, what's that? That's just a huge transition of life. And um, I think it can be really jarring when we haven't thought about it. Uh, and haven't given it thought that that this is what I'm doing today is going to come to an end. Those are tough. They they are, and, and you know, it's just one of those things. I quite often I just I don't I think we spend enough time. Not that we have to spend a lot of time on it, but just some time contemplating the day after. You know, yeah. okay, we yeah. we've got a project. Hey, you got to got to imagine this comes up in, in the election cycle. Uh, right mm. you know, work yeah. you work yeah. you work and on this tuesday in november here's an election win or lose the next day life's totally different. different yeah and yeah. you know just how how do we prepare for that and mm. you know really is uh, there's ways of like you know cognitive dissonance you know, put journaling writing down describing what it's going to be like right you know mm-hmm. spend some time at as we were preparing, a, a term came back to mind for me. It's, it's, uh, it's a Latin term. And I think it, it's relevant. It's, it's pre-med, premeditatio malorum, which just it means a premeditations of evils. Um, it's used in the way I've seen it kind of used and is, is in planning of a project or even combat back in the day. You know, the, the idea is putting ourselves in a future state. What happened? How did we lose? Um but, but, you know, my thinking is, you know, premeditation of whatever it is that that day in the future. What is it going to be like on that day? OK, back to my high school football scenario. You know, do we coach these kids to say, you know, um, here here where we live, you know, usually the state finals is on Thanksgiving weekend. So, you know, in August, we coach these kids, you know, by Thanksgiving, win or lose, football's over. Now what, you know, what is it going to be like in that place? And, and I, you know, I, I think that's the thing that we could all spend a little more time doing is, is planning or just putting ourselves, taking a, a road trip of mind down the road into the future. What is it going to be like? Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. Where we got started. I mean, and you can continue on this. You, you were kind of laying it out with with your young boy like planning how many how many thanksgivings mm-hmm. do you have left right yeah yep yeah absolutely um and 
I think your Latin phrase reminded me of, I think instead of like a postmortem or pre-mortem, mm-hmm. so it's kind of, as you say, premeditating what, what failed, why did it fail? Um, if, if this project fails, what were those reasons of a kind of future, st- you know, he- heading into the future? And certainly as coaches, that's something that we're doing all the time is try time travel. We get the benefit of time traveling in our minds, uh, which is kind of a fun um, exploration to do. And back to the, the, the high schoolers, I mean, I just love the exercise of thinking about that last day um, because to me it affects so much how I want to play the game, how I want to play my last three months. I mean, we have definitive, I think there's a couple books and gosh, I wish I knew, but it's like, you know, breaking down how many weekends we have. Uh, there's there's a, a book out there that just really breaks down time because like we all know that we can put an average life expectancy out there. Like that's so many weekends. That's just so many Thanksgivings. That's so much time with our kids. And that's so many more football games, right? Like it's a limited quantity. Time is uh, unyielding in its absoluteness that, that we only have so many uh, and so much of it. And so, gosh, if I know I have 12 games, what? how does that affect my today? How do I show up? How do I want to lead? How do I want to prepare? Um, that just gives me goosebumps, man. I get so excited thinking about how that influences the next three months because I think it's okay. I got to do my bench presses. I got to do my reps. I got to practice. I got to, you know, work my drills, do my footwork. We get into this, the constancy of the things that we have to do or the things that we're being told to do even by our coaching staff, et cetera, as a football player uh, in this example. But um, I don't know. There's just something I think about seizing the moments of, you know, I got 12 of these. So one, I'm going to really appreciate it. Um, just to be personal, uh, for a moment, I enjoy going hunting and there's a lot of suffering out there. It's tough. There was two feet of snow. Um, so walking around in in knee high snow in cold temperatures, um, at one point it's midnight, one o'clock, we're working on packing out an elk and it's some, there's some suffering. I'm hungry. Uh, you know, I've been walking all day. Um, there's some suffering going on, but in the same moment, there's, immense beauty and there's stars and it is just an unbelievably gorgeous scene that I get to participate in. And I think it's that dichotomy of football practice, showing up every day, all these things, whatever it is. But if I go back to the football, there's some suffering, there's some difficulty, there's some challenge, but there's also, I think often we don't step back and and give ourselves to take in the immense beauty. And in this case, it's, gosh, I got 12 games left. So I'm going to play my heart out. Um, So I don't know, maybe that comes with age. When I was 18, I certainly didn't think that way. Uh, But, uh, but I love being able to instill that, as you said, in the young men to be able to take a step back and see the beauty and what they're doing. Yeah. Even as you, and it it does talk about this does kind of bring chills to to me as well. Uh, I just wrote, wrote down as you were speaking, it's like, looking into the future makes the present more valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, it, and if we if we do, you know, count, <clears throat> count the days or, you know, I mean, honestly, the, the high school football season goes by in the blink of an eye. It's, a, it's only nine, nine games, typically, you know, nine, nine weeks that that's it. Um, when you get into the season 
here in Oregon anyways. Um, you know, so, you know, <clears throat> if you just count that up, it's not that much. So, you know, if you, if you look into the future at some point, it's going to be over. Wow, man, this, this is one ninth of it. <laughs> you know, every game is just mm-hmm. Gosh, is right. such a piece to, to really put value back on how, how valuable the present moment is, you know, and, and we, we, when we, we get stuck in planning for the next week all the time, it's real easy to lose track of, you know, there is only, there's, there's also only nine Monday practices and there's only nine Tuesday practices, you know, and as you start ticking them off, you're like, the end is getting near, but knowing that I, I, I guess out of that is it just, even this premeditating premeditating of the future, putting more, more value back into the present moment is just so huge. And I think that's where we get, we, we get anxiety. We, we get depression because, um, think maybe something doesn't turn out the way we thought it would um or, or time slips by and we're like oh I, I didn't appreciate the moment and there's regret for it instead of just going oh, man it is what it is i did my best uh there is only one right now uh you know and maybe that's you know just how we we create the ease and the peace and, and like you were saying you know out there in the wild hunt hunting challenging yourself um kind of putting yourself into a degree of suffering helps you remember that you're mortal, that there, there is, there's a limited time when you're actually of, of the strength of mind and body to be able to go out and do that kind of stuff. I mean, there's going to be a time when you, you know, it's inevitable, right? There's an inevitable. There's going to be a, a time when we go back to needing the help of our families uh, as when once were, when we were a, a young toddler, there's it's just right i mean that that is in our future there's going to be a time when we'll need to be taken care of again yeah 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 (laughs) the book i was thinking of it's interesting you said mortals because that's actually in the subtitle so it's four thousand weeks time management for mortals so taking the life the average life expectancy and breaking it down into weeks we have four thousand and that is not that many um, and especially when you're halfway through it, it you know, as, I, as, as we probably are. Um, so we've got 2000 weeks left, right? What are we going to do with those? How are we going to break them down and, and spend them? And I think it's easy to get, um, I heard this, yeah, I'm reading uh, Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, but he talked about how the days are long, the weeks are short. The weeks go by quick, but just the days were so painstaking and tough and just the repetitiveness and monotony and just intense suffering but how we get so caught up in that present experience that we are missing that bigger picture that uh, we only have so many practices left um and um yeah just the temporary nature of what we're doing i think often often causes us to i guess attach too much importance to the suffering of this moment when when it's it truly is temporary yeah and just as I'm, you know, thinking like how, you know, how does this apply to the workplace and lead, leading teams and whatnot? It, is it, it is, you know, it is on the outset with your team, you know, spend a moment. Okay. When this is all said and done, who are we? Uh, how, how do I identify? Do I, do I, do I identify as the creator of the iPhone or do we, do I identify as a, a cross-functional collaborative group of people that can, can accomplish great goals, right? And I think that's what, you know, came up for me is, you know, watching these young men come to the end of their football season is, 
you know, for the last 12, 15 weeks of their life, they identified as a varsity football player. Their identity's gone. You know what I mean? It's like, that's over. You were one once, you know, now, now they're, they're gone. That's gone for them. So it's, I guess, creating a, a mindset and an identity that's not tied to what it is you're doing. Right. But it's tied, it's tied to a, a, maybe a bigger definition or bigger purpose or something like that. That's, um, so, so that when you do accomplish some big feat, some big goal, the gold medal, right? Um, you, you're not a, you're not tied to that things. You're you're tied to um, the being the being that can create another different amazing thing. I guess you know it's just having some some planning effort, some thought process of you know what is it going to be like? Who who are we when we're there? Yeah, and I, I love the idea of. Uh, that you bring it in the identity, right? That's I think really powerful because we, I think attached to I'm a I'm a gold medalist, I'm a varsity football player, versus I'm somebody that shows up on time. I'm the things that I can actually control. I'm at practice and I'm fully present when I'm when I'm there. I jump all in on these projects because guess what? Oh, football went away. I'm still all those three things. I'm showing up to my college classes on time. I'm diving all in on doing my homework and doing all of the assigned reading that the professor gives me, right? Whatever that next life stage is, we that identity can really remain intact, right? I'm, I'm somebody that treats people with kindness. Whatever those characteristic uh, that we want to embody, integrity is something we've talked about a fair bit. Um, those things can remain um, even though sort of the surface who we are things change, right? I'm a dad, I'm a husband, I'm a uh, worker, whatever it is, I'm a brother, son, um, those characteristics remain intact for who we are. And as you mentioned on the iPhone, right? I'm, we're a collaborative team. That, that's how powerful would that be? We That accomplishes really hard things. Yeah. Right. That, how, how energizing is that? Right. Yeah. And, and it's, I think that, that's just, as we've talked through this, that's what comes up for me is in, in this is, you know, look, looking into that future, but what are the, what are the qualities you possess after, after the, the chapter is over? Um, mm-hmm. Because those remain intact, you, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's the, the values that we have and the character that we are. Um, I mean, my, my gosh, I, I've, I've done a lot of things at this point in my life now. in um, and, and yeah, there, there were times when I identified as, is the title on my business card. Uh, you know, but, but that's just, that's just a description of who you, here's your name and maybe people can figure out what you do by your title, mm-hmm. but it isn't like who you are, you know I mean? Who you are mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. what you do every day. And uh, and that's where may, maybe through this thought process here, we, we give, give folks something to contemplate is like, how, how do I define myself in a way that, that doesn't relate to, uh, any particular thing that I do. <laughs> right. Right. Because to use our examples, it would be like setting the goal for the gold medal. Well, what happens then versus, it, it, you know, I think it's a Nick Saban or somebody, but talks about let the process take care of itself, like follow the process and let the results take care of itself. I should say, right. The scoreboard is what it is, but if we're doing all the right things in practice throughout the week, during the game, executing our plan, let the scoreboard take care of itself. Oh, that's Bill Walsh. Is that you? He's yeah, yeah, it is. That? yeah, yeah, it is. It is Bill Walsh. Let the score take yeah. care of itself. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and and that's you know, and in the end, is like 
I guess, you know, and we have talked about that before, but, you know, even in this, as we, we look into the future that those are, those are things you'd like, get back to the simple stuff just every day, do, do uh, the simple, break, break things down into imaginable little tasks, do those, uh, but not tying ourselves to like, well, I am the person that has to get it all done. Right. Or, mm-hmm. or maybe, you know, maybe we, you are like the, the gold medalist, but um, just reiterating what we just said, you, you're, you're the person that has all these qualities and did all these things and that led you right. to, led you to some top level in sport. Um, right. You're still, you still get to be that person. You can, you get to show other people how to, how to do that. I mean, that's a, a massive undertaking to be able to reach the gold medal in the Olympics. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, you know, so then you can take that same thing. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to coach another athlete. I'm going to um, bring out the best in them. Um, I mean, that's the stuff that comes up for me in, in, through this is, uh, and I think we we can bring that to our teams and our organizations is, um, you know, when we get started, well, who, what, what do we really have to be in order to accomplish this goal? Um mm-hmm. And define and define the the team out of out of those values and, and characteristics, uh, and, and then in the end we'll we'll be this group of people that that embody these characteristics and values that did great that did great things. So we'll go on to do another great thing. We'll go on, you know and do and do another one. Um, mm-hmm. And and yeah, I, you- I mean I could say like for some people I mean you, you as a project team you you're, you're so invested in it and it launches you know that. Um, boom it's turned on and that and now what you know there, there's an anxiety that comes with now what mm-hmm. instead of going well now what i'm still me i'm still well if we're grounded every day in these core values maybe we can avoid that that ang- that depression that comes with um you know now what <laughs> mm-hmm. who am i yeah absolutely yeah yeah yeah, good, good stuff. I, you know, you were mentioned earlier too, like Victor Frankel's book, the the uh, man's search for meaning. Um, you know, in part of that is just, it's the 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 hope and having having a sense of hope that, um, you know, something something's always going to come. You know, and that that is, I, I believe in his book. If I remember it right, he knew he'd be okay because he understood that that the you know the soldiers that kept them imprisoned in in the internment camps in nazi germany though he knew because he was a, a psych a psychiatrist right uh, right yeah. the, the only thing that they couldn't take from him was his thoughts that you know, they physically can't get in your brain and stop you from thinking um and so he knew that he could just always have a hope and a focus that he would get a, he would be able to see his family again and so that's I guess in that time is where if we just always have hope, um, you know, that, that there's a, there's the, the next chapters out there for us. And it's going to be as amazing as the last one um, that, 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 that even helps, right. That you're like, Hey, I, I just know that something's, something's around the corner for me. I don't know what it is. Like I can shape it in, in, in some way, but I just have a hope that it's always going to work out. And who we are during that process yeah you know is really what matters i think is what victor franklin would say who we are in the suffering is where meaning of life is ultimately yeah (laughs) yeah so it's you know maybe maybe this episode gets a little 
a little philosophical out there, but but I think it I think it's valuable because I have I think yeah. in 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 business with our teams there is that anxiety that comes with with really com- completing something you know and, and and maybe it's not even it's it's unperceived right we we don't know it's coming but we complete the goal and then it's there so you know that's what kicked us off into this is what just take some time to think about that what what are you going to be the day after the big project is completed uh, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah before we recorded you, you talked about Stephen Covey's big start with the end in mind and I think that's that's kind of been sprinkled in uh, to this conversation absolutely and that's yeah it's such a va- great uh group of resources there that they i think gosh he did that work in the in the 70s didn't he yeah i believe so uh, it's a great 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 book and but you know be, beginning with the end in mind is is one of the the seven habits of high, highly effective people uh, right so if we if we do spend some time with um envisioning that future state the end of whatever it is uh, then we it gives us a way to work back from it to prepare for it um, but w- without that one little key habit uh we're, we are less less effective um it, yeah it's good stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah well, yeah but coaching is certainly we get the privilege of thinking about those conversations working through um folks as they are transitioning because life is is full of transitions and it's something that i i think um there's opportunity to give more thought to and be a little more intentional about because it often we're i think not in my own i'll speak for myself i'm not uh, as prepared or have given enough thought to be as intentional as i'd like with those big transitions yeah they sneak up on us because because we we do uh, end up just going in the drift is is uh, Michael Hyatt likes to to speak about a lot, right? We we get up, we get up, we do what we do, and and at the end of yeah. the day, we're like, what did I do? Uh, and, and that's just the drift. Like it it's there for us uh, every day. Life is gonna those those hours, those those four thousand weeks, they just keep ticking away, uh, yeah. regardless of what we do. Um, but if we are more intentional with our time, takes take it moment to envision a future state once in a while so that we can pre- prepare for it and, and just know that it is who we are in the end and and how we live and our, our character our values those kind of things that that continue um, mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> awesome well thanks for the conversation here, yeah Chad. good I, stuff I well, yeah no it's good i i, I hope you know, to the listener this is a little bit of a freestyle i think it will if anything, the takeaway from this would would just be to contemplate the future, um, you know, prepare for it. To, right? I mean, the, the things we've talked about, uh, just just have that in mind. What is what is the future going to be like? To to try to avoid some anxieties and things that come with completing projects or accomplishing big goals. So, as always, uh, like and share the podcast. Uh, we we appreciate those that uh, do listen to Pinnacle Leadership Advancement. Uh, Jake and I do do seek to improve uh, employee engagement out there for the the mid-level manager uh, people like us. Again, thank you, and uh, we'll see you on the next one.